Surprising news, kind of, out of the Indianapolis Colts today. We'll talk about that. A sudden retirement. Not an Andrew Luck situation, because let's face it, it's June 15th. But still, not great news for the Colts, despite the fact that the retirement is at a position of strength. Uh, the Pacers, they held a pre-draft workout today. Not a lot of guys whose names you would recognize. Minus one, Scotty Pippen, Jr., was here in Indianapolis for a pre-draft workout. Nobody knows whether he's going to be drafted or not. He is not as tall as his dad, and so he's not kind of that matchup guy. He, he looks a little bit like his dad, talks a little bit like his dad, but he is not Scotty Pippen. He is Scotty Pippen, Jr., uh, Stanley Cup playoffs starting. That's why we had the, the picture that we did. You know, uh, had a great time. Look, the Indy Fuel are absolutely wonderful. I had a great time with them when we worked with them. And uh, the the ability to, you know, hang out with the Stanley Cup and 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 ESPN guys who cover the, the NHL was wonderful. Um, Want to talk also about Matt Ryan. And, and what are the differences between Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz? Like, we haven't gone down that road a few times already. But there's a significant difference between the tone of the comments from Falcons fans on this channel and the tone of Eagles fans on this channel this time last year after the Colts acquired Carson Wentz. Significant difference, and I think it's an important difference. We're also going to talk a little bit about uh, the Emmis acquisition, or Emmis was acquired, Emmis Indianapolis acquired by Radio One, and what that might mean for Emmis Indianapolis. And, and it's not all bad news, despite the fact that radio people always go. Like in a, in a thunderstorm, they're going to run to the lightning rod and hold it like they get paid extra for getting struck by lightning. You know what I mean? It's like, we're going to make it worse for ourselves. Ah! That's radio people. All right, Kari Willis retired today from the uh, Indianapolis Colts. By the way, this is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling. For goodness sake, it's Wednesday, June 15, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give them a call. You got a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution. It's what we do. And I need to remind you, listen, I talked about girthy discharge the other day as something that they could, uh, that's a problem that they could kind of evacuate. It is not what they do. They, 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 they said, look, tell people to call Roto-Rooter for that stuff. We do plumbing. So you got a plumbing problem that's not the result of a girthy discharge. 765-610-8809. That is the number. Remember to smash the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. You want to donate? That's good. You know what? We're, we're, this costs a little bit of money, and we try to defray the expense of doing this. I love doing it. I don't do it for money. I don't do it for the donations, but we welcome them. It is Optimism Wednesday. Here's the optimistic take on the retirement of Kari Willis. Colts have got lots of safeties, right? You got Julian Blackman coming back looking really, really good, not quite eight months after tearing his Achilles and having it surgically repaired. You've got Rodney McLeod, a guy who has made his living after being an undrafted free agent in St. Louis, went to the Eagles, has done really, really good work as a safety, both as a starter and a backup. You've got Nick Cross, 
drafted 96 overall in the third round by the Colts this past draft. He is out of Maryland and looks to be kind of a, he's a guy who's got great versatility at the safety spot, and you need that with Gus Bradley. He's not just going to go single high with a free in a box. He's going to go double high once in a while, and so you've got to have guys who can move around and, and kind of check different boxes. Nick Cross is one of those, and then you've also got Armani Watts. So you're kind of covered despite the fact that Carney Willis was a treasured member of this franchise, and he's retiring, and his comment was this on social media. With much prayer and deliberation, I have elected to officially retire from the NFL as I endeavor to v devote the rest, the remainder of my life to the further advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right. You'd rather do that than play football? Have at it. I'm sure he'll do it with the same passion and fortitude that he exhibited as an Indianapolis Colt for uh, the last three seasons. Really good dude out of Michigan State. He was a fourth-round draft pick, 26-year-old uh, guy, ranked 61st among safeties on uh, Pro Football Focus. But that aside, look, he was a box safety. He wasn't asked to cover much. He was really good against the run. Uh, and, like I said, just a great dude to talk to in the locker room. want to talk about the difference by the way, two picks for him last year, a sack and a half and 63 tackles in just 11 games. So, not bad work by Kari Willis. A force for good on the field and off always. All right, let's talk about the difference in comments, in tone and in content, in verbiage and in tone, between the Eagles fans talking about Carson Wentz and the Falcons fans talking about Matt Ryan. The Eagles fans were so down on Carson Wentz that I just kind of didn't buy it. You know what I mean? I thought, these people, like, they, they, they threw snowballs at Santa. We know they booed Santa. We know that they are very, very demanding and always negative in, in Philadelphia. And so they were choosing to see the glass half empty with Carson Wentz. Well, what we found out is that they were exactly right. The glass half empty is where Carson Wentz lives right? You, you see good in the highlight tapes, but then you see the overall over 17 games last year for the Colts, and you say, man, this guy, what's he doing? Like, you don't have to win every single play. And then when he was asked about it, he would say things like, well, I am who I am. This is what I do. You don't like it. Well, that's no way to behave as a human being. For God's sake, that level of arrogance to believe that you're right and so right that you don't need to learn further how to do your job better despite the fact that you're making $28 million a year. What are we doing? He drove Indianapolis fans crazy, especially against the Raiders and the Jaguars in the final two regular season games. If he wins those two games and the Colts go 11-6 and six and win a playoff game, he's still the quarterback and we're having a parade for Carson Wentz. But that's not what happened. And that's exactly what Philadelphia fans said. He's going to bring you close, but he can't get you over to home. He's going to make plays that are stupefyingly silly and ridiculous and ignorant. Yep, ding, ding, ding. Uh, now, Matt Ryan, the Atlanta fans, they still love Matt Ryan. What they say is kind of as positive outside, like, Okay, you look at the statistics and you see one version of Matt Ryan. You look at the statistics and you see a version of Carson Wentz. 
The Eagles fans were like, ooh, don't look at the stats. He isn't that good. Isn't as good as his stats. Okay. Matt Ryan, they're like, ooh, don't look at the stats. He's much better than the statistics will tell you. Only 20 touchdowns last year, 12 interceptions, completed about two-thirds of his passes, had kind of a down year, but he also didn't have crap in terms of weapons. He had Kyle Pitts, and that was about it. Other than that, like Calvin Ripley, or Ridley, not a part of the team, really played five games. And then Julio Jones was not re-signed, and he signed with the Tennessee Titans. So Matt Ryan didn't have a lot to work with, didn't have running backs who were all that good either. And so he languished a bit last year, and the Falcon fans are saying, I love Matt Ryan. I'm becoming a Colts fan. That's what you do. With the Eagles, the only guy who was any kind of real Colts fan was was that kid with the YouTube channel and, and the Twitter feed as, you know, the world's number one Carson Wentz slash Philadelphia Eagles fans. Uh, terrific channel. Really, really fun kid. But you know what? If he's the, the president of the Carson Wentz fan club and, and there's not a lot of members, you got a problem, right? Great kid, great enthusiasm for Carson Wentz. Sadly, misplaced in his loyalty toward Carson Wentz, or at least in the belief that he could lead the, lead the Colts or anybody else to the promised land. Matt Ryan in Atlanta, that guy is beloved. They... Are, are sick that he's gone. And they're also sick that the Colts only had to give up a third-round draft pick to get him. That's also a source of sickness for the Falcons fans. Uh, Pacers, another pre-draft workout today. Uh, what did we learn? What did we learn about Scottie Pippen Jr.? Number one, the one thing that we learned is that Scottie Pippen Sr., the guy who played for the Bulls and the Blazers, right, Rockets, I think, too, on his birth certificate, it is with a Y. Somehow it got changed through the course of him perambulating uh, from, where was it, like Central Arkansas to the NBA. All of a sudden, it's got an IE. So that's what it is. But on both of their birth certificates, it's Scotty with a Y. He was asked about that, which was interesting. Um, he's also tired of answering questions about his dad. That's And you can't blame him. Because... What are you going to talk to Scottie Pippen Jr. about? His three years at Vanderbilt? His tenuous uh, kind of residency on mock draft boards late in the second round? You're going to ask about Scottie Pippen Sr. Hey, what's it like to have a dad? Hey, Wendy, your dad. Hey, your dad. He gets tired of talking about those things. Drake Jeffries of Wyoming. He's a Wyoming cowboy. Started as a juke or as a... Uh, Juco kid went to a D2, then went to Wyoming. Uh, great dude, great attitude, and dreamy eyes. Eyes similar to those of IndyCar driver Sage Karam, for those of you familiar with Sage Karam. And then Andrew Nembhard of Gonzaga, very similar in, in tone, in uh, verbiage, and I guess as a basketball player to Malcolm Brogdon. And he's been told that many times before. So uh, whether it turns you on or turns you off, that's who Andrew Nembhard is. Maybe he's going to wind up being available at 31 if the Pacers hold on to that pick, and I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to package some things together and try to move up. At six, 
maybe you get the guy you want. And the guy, I, here's how I look at the draft. I want a star. The guy who is the most likely to become a star is Jaden Ivey. It's not a lock that he's going to be a star, but he is the most likely. The most ready to contribute today is Paolo Boncaro. He is really, really good and kind of ready to go. A long shot type guy, but a guy with a chance is A.J. Griffin. However, the two knee injuries, they kind of put you off. And then you got Shaden Sharp, who just decided not to play basketball second semester last year for Kentucky but because he didn't want to hurt his draft status, his draft stock, and didn't want to put himself in a, a position where he could get hurt and fall in the draft. I don't think that's the way you play basketball. I don't think a guy who loves basketball does that kind of thing. So, with Shaden Sharp, I drew a hard red line right through his name. That's what I did. We'll see if we get to meet him at some point, either Friday, when I think they're going to have the next pre-draft workout, or sometime early next week. We'll see. I doubt it. I don't think we'll be able to meet him. He seems to be a guy who's trying to control his environment. And, and that means maybe no media for the uh, pre-draft workout. Stafford Emmis, you know what? Here's the thing. that uh, it, Because everybody always goes negative within media. When you get sold, it's always, oh my God, it, it, my life is over. How's my family going to eat? I really think in terms of the sports talk here in town, and this is sports, we talk about sports and sports media. I think that Radio 1 might be a better operator of 107.5 The Fan than Emmis was. I think things might improve for that radio station, its listeners, and the staff at uh, 107.5 The Fan. I think that might be something that could happen. And I would bet that it's more likely that that's going to happen than to see them back away from sports coverage. Dion Levingston worked at Emmis. I know Dion a little. I like Dion. Dion's son played football at Indiana State. He's a good basketball player and a good dude, and he is going to understand the value of sports on that frequency, despite the fact that it's kind of a, a high-investment, low-yield property in radio. You know, it, it, the margin for a sports talk is far lower than the margin for, like, a music machine, but there's something to be said for having one and... You look at the way Radio 1 has operated in Charlotte over the last 18 months since they took control of that sta of the two stations, WBT and WFNZ. You see stations that have really been, over that period of time, very stable. And so I don't think that Emmis, Indianapolis, being sold to Radio 1 is going to be a bellwether of doom for the staff, for the listeners, for the product, for anything. I think it's going to wind up being just fine. We shall see. The Steelers, they signed Menka Fitzpatrick, a four-year extension worth $18.4 million per year, $36 million of it guaranteed. Holy cow. If you can make that kind of money as a safety, like Menka Fitzpatrick. Now, if you're Pro, uh, Troy Palomalu, I get it. If you're Ed Reed, I get it. I don't think Menka Fitzpatrick is that guy yet. So paying him this kind of jack, that is extraordinary to me. Not a bad decision. The Steelers are very careful where they invest money and in whom. I just think it's very interesting that the Steelers have decided to spend that kind of money on uh, Micah Fitzpatrick. 
So there you go. Tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent, we will have, we're going to shift gears. We've been loading up a lot of interviews with Colts players. Now we're going to switch to potential draftees of the Indiana Pacers that we have spoken to at these pre-draft workouts. I can't wait to get those rolling. We'll do that tomorrow.